Tonight, Jesus has two important pieces of advice for us. First, how not to get embarrassed at a party. And second, how to throw a good party. So listen up. His first piece of advice is how not to get embarrassed at a party. He says, when you're invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't take the highest place, the place of honor, because someone more important than you might be invited, and the host will have to come and bump you from your spot, and you'll proceed with embarrassment to the last place. Rather, he says, take the lowest place, and when the host finds you there, he'll invite you higher up, and you'll win the esteem of everyone there. At one level, it's just good social advice, right? Like when people can tell that you're a social climber and you're pushing your way to the top, they tend to be put off and they distance themselves from you. But isn't it refreshing to meet a humble person? People love to be around humble and unassuming people. But in this parable, Jesus is giving us more than just good social advice. He's saying, listen, you don't have to scramble for the highest place. You don't have to spend your life jockeying for position and striving to make a good impression. And the proof of that is his own life. He was the son of God, and yet he didn't hesitate to take the lowest place. He knew who he was. He knew that he was the beloved son of the father. And so he spent his time with outcasts and with the poor. He wasn't worried what anyone else would think about him. He wasn't worried about his place. Well, that freedom also belongs to you because you're also known and loved by God the Father. So you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. It's more, not only do you not need to scramble for a place at the table, Jesus says, you're ready to play the host. Listen to what he says here. This is what he says in the second parable. First, he says, you don't need to fight for first place. And then he says, when you hold a lunch or dinner, all of a sudden, you're the host. When you hold a lunch or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. There's a paradigm shift here. You start off thinking, I'm just looking for my place. And all of a sudden, Jesus is saying, no, no. You are ready to welcome others. You're the one who's ready to bring in those who have no place. If you're a grad student who's just coming back to DC, you might be thinking, I don't know if I have the infrastructure to welcome anyone right now. There's three guys living in a, in a single apartment, and I've eaten eggs for dinner the last three nights. Well, okay, there's some work to do, but you have more to offer than you realize. We all have more to offer than we realize. The first thing that you have to offer your guests is you. A person is a wonderful thing. You know, many of us have just come back to this city and there's so much to see here. The museums, the monuments, the different neighborhoods. But much more wonderful than all of that is to know a person, to meet a new person. 
I experience a kind of thrill when I come to Mass and I see new faces because I know that every face represents an eternal soul, that every person has a history, an internal world, a destiny. And so it's a wonderful thing to know a person. You have something to offer. You have yourself. You can be yourself and introduce yourself to someone else. That's a great place to start. That's the first gift you have to offer to your guests. The second gift that you have to offer to your guests is to listen. You're in a city where everyone's trying to get a word in edgewise. It's a great gift to find someone who's ready to listen, who really takes an interest, who cares about what you're saying and listens. Well, that's the second gift that you can offer your, your guests. And the third gift that you can offer to your guests, even if you have nothing else to give, is to love them. You know, when everyone else is calculating and scheming, how can I get ahead? How is this relationship going to take me to the next level? Ooh, that person's on their way up. I'm going to associate myself with them. Just to love someone without calculating, without scheming, it's a great gift that you can offer them. To stop calculating for a moment and just see that person and love them. So this is Jesus' message today. You don't have to scramble for the highest place. On the contrary, you yourself are ready to be the host. You can offer yourself, you can listen, and you can love. When I was a freshman in college, my, my roommate Bill was an amazing example of hospitality. So the day I moved in, I remember my dad put this picture on my wall, I didn't really have, I didn't bring any posters or any decorations, but there was this picture that was drawn by a little girl of a big blue bird. And he put it right there in the center of my wall. And it was a very striking picture because of the colors, but it wasn't very good because it was drawn by a little girl. Well, the next night, Bill brewed some tea and he pulled out a box of oil pastels. And he said, I can tell you're an artist. So I thought you might like to spend some time just drawing. And I was a little bit embarrassed and a little bit offended also. I said, no, I didn't draw that picture. That was, that was drawn by a little girl. Oh, okay, okay. But anyways, we decided we were going to spend a little time drawing anyways. And a tradition formed there. And almost every night that semester, Bill would brew some tea and put on some music. And people would come by our room for one or two or three hours and just draw and talk. Well, he had a gift for hospitality. And then I tried to contribute my part, and when I came back from Christmas break, I bought two pairs of boxing gloves. So we would get all the guys on our floor together in the common room, and we'd make a big circle, and we would just go at it round after round. And, and everyone would come out. Guys who had been stuck in their room all semester, gaming or, you know, who had no friends, they would come out and they would go toe-to-toe -to -toe with others, and it was a great bonding experience. I wasn't quite as good as Bill at hospitality, but that was what I had to offer anyways. But the point is this. If you're looking for your place, Jesus wants you to know you are the place. You are the place. You have more to give than you realize.
And that's what we see in the life of Jesus. In the last three years of his life, he lived as an itinerant preacher. He had no home. He said, the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. And yet people came to him, and he received them. He said, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which when it's planted is the smallest of all seeds. But when it grows up, it becomes the greatest of all shrubs. And many birds come and rest in its branches. If you come into contact with Jesus, if you allow his love to flow into your life, you will be like that mustard seed that grows up and gives a place of shade and rest to many birds. And your heart will become a home where people find refuge and renewal. So don't worry about finding your place. You are the place. Practice hospitality. Offer yourself. Listen and love.